Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to 1 Chronicles, chapter 16. 1 Chronicles, chapter 16. We're going to start reading in verse 23. Verse 23 says, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day His salvation. Declare His glory among the heathen. His marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. Praise the Lord. I want you to hear in this message today that that when we find ourselves in times of trouble, when we find ourselves in times of lack, when we find ourselves caught up in the circumstances in this world, that there is a place we can go where we find not only refuge from a storm, but we can find something that will restore what the enemy has stolen. Y'all, the place that I'm talking about is in the presence of the Most High God. We, we can find that in any place we are. We don't have to be in a church house. We don't have to be in a congregation of other believers. Even though that is a place you can find Him and find His presence, it doesn't have to be those places. You can find Him in your car on the way to work. You can find Him sitting at work. You can find Him like this Word tells us, even in the midst of heathens. And I want you to understand today that it doesn't matter where you are in your life, in your circumstances, anything. You can begin to call on the name of the Lord and He will show up. You see, it's His presence that I desire. You'll find many times in the Bible that many people sought the presence of God. They sought it out. It may not specifically say They sought His presence, but it says many things like that. It may say, seek His face. It may say something like, dwell in His tabernacle. But the thing, the very corner keystone of that whole thing is they're seeking a place that they can be in His presence. You see, they recognized even in the Old Testament that there was something good to be found in the presence of God. We see here in verse 27, it says, Glory and honor are in His presence. Glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. Now ask yourself today, are you, are you in a place where you feel strength and gladness or you in a place where you feel glory and honor, or is it the opposite? Because many times that's where I find myself in this world, is in a place that's the opposite. But I begin to seek Him. I begin to call on Him. 
And I find a time that I can even rejoice and, and be glad in it when I'm not in a place that's ideal. When I'm not in a place that I enjoy, I can say, you know what? In the midst of all of this, I've got a Savior. I've got a King. I've got a Lord and a Master. And He's right here with me. <clears throat> Psalms 27 has always been one of my favorite chapters. I'm going to share just a couple verses out of that today. Man, I could preach a thousand sermons out of Psalms 27. You may be sitting here today and say, I don't know a single verse. That's okay. I just told you how to get there. Psalms 27 and 4 says... You know, the thing I think I like about Psalms 27 is David is crying out to God. And I often find myself feeling the way David felt during this time. You know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I don't have to. He, he pretty plainly spells it out there, you guys. Verse 4, he says, One thing have I desired of the Lord... That will I seek after. I want you to get that in your heart this morning because there is some times that you don't need to worry about anything else in your life but seeking after that one thing you've desired from God. Man, there may be all kinds of things going on, but I guarantee you, you have seen a time in your life when there was nothing else that mattered but this one thing. David said, there's one thing I've desired of the Lord, and that's what I'm seeking after. That is the focus of my life. When I go to God in prayer, that's what I'm praying about. And I want you to see what that is. He said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Now y'all, I want you to understand there's a whole lot more to what he's saying there than being in a building. You hear me? He's not talking about he wants to spend the rest of his life in the church house. This is just a building. Y'all understand what I'm saying today? This is just a building. Now y'all, I've got reverence for the house of God. We we ain't going to have a concert up in here with secular music. We ain't going to do things in here that you do commonly other places. I have reverence for the house of God. This This is His sanctuary. This is it. But that's not what David is talking about today. I want you to hear it. I want you to just open your heart up right now and let God reveal this to you. He said, because listen, David could go anytime he wanted to. He was the king. He could just get up in the middle of the night and go to the house of God. Y'all, that's not what he's praying for. If it was that, he wouldn't have to pray for it. He said, there's one thing I've desired above everything else. And that's what I'm seeking after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. I want you to just replace that with His presence. I want to dwell in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. 
to, to be so close to God that every time I have a request, I can just inquire. I can just ask Him. And to behold His beauty, to just bask in His presence and, and know that, that my God, my Creator, is standing over me and just showering His grace and mercy upon me. Y'all, that is a desire above anything this world has to offer. And that's what He sought after. I want you to read the next verse. Because it explains why He's wanting this. Verse 5, for in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. You see, these are the kind of things that come when you are in the presence of God. He he can bring you to a place where you feel security, safety. And I ain't just talking about from the things of the world. I'm talking about spiritually. He can bring you into a shelter. There is safety in the presence of God. There is no fear in the presence of God. Fear vanishes in the presence of God. What is there to be afraid of when God Almighty is standing next to you? I want y'all to just think about that for a moment. Just visualize that the best you can. I remember when I was a kid, I had a bit of a temper. And quite often somebody would say something to me and I would just hit them. And then, because I was also a little scared and timid, I would run and sit down beside my sister. Because I knew they were not going to come over there and try to continue a fight with me while I'm sitting next to my sister. Now y'all, I'm not telling you this today because I'm proud of that, right? That, that's, not the, that's not the epitome of bravery or courage. But I had a temper, and when things got heated, I struck out, and then I realized, you know what, I need to find safety. <laughs> now, y'all, I want you to just take that little silly example for a moment and, and begin to compare your life and how you react. When you find yourself in a time of trouble, where do you go? Where do you, where do you find, seek shelter and security? See, my sister's not going to do much for me, spiritually speaking, right? But He will hide me in the secret of His tabernacle. He he will bring me in and say, I've got you, son. I've got you. And don't worry. See, listen. I wasn't worried about anybody attacking me sitting next to my bigger sister. I'm not worried about the attack of the enemy when the Creator of the universe has got His hand on my shoulder. You understand, enemies flee in His presence. Demons cower at the mention of His name. Come on, church, do you hear what I'm saying? Demons cower at the mention of His name. They flee. There was a time when Jesus was about to cast out some demons 
from this man. They recognized his authority. They said, don't destroy us. Send us into those pigs over there. Have mercy on us. They recognized him. Y'all hear me now? Because you see, you may find yourself in this situation like this. This man was full of demons. Possessed. And they were ripping him apart. They would throw him into fires. They would, they would do all kinds of stuff to destroy his body. You hear me, church? And the Son of the Most High God come onto the scene. And He said, come out of him. And they responded. Why? Because He has authority. He has power. And I want you to hear today, church, that if you're a child of God, guess what? He has given you authority through His name. He has given you power through His name. In the name of Jesus, demons flee. The Word tells us it's as simple as this. Submit yourself therefore to God. I am His child. He is my Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee. Hebrews 4 and 16. Probably heard quoted many times around here. I love it. I'll quote it a thousand more times. More and more. See, there is a, a human tendency to want to come timidly and sheepishly before a mighty God. Rightfully so. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You see, if this country was ruled by a king, you might react the same way. You might not like him, but you recognize his authority. And when you come before him, we look back at at the medieval times when there was kings ruling over in Europe. People would come before him and they would bow and and they would submit themselves to that king. And they were real careful what they said to him. Because at the drop of a hat, he could flip out and just say, off of his head. Right? So you, you didn't want to say the wrong thing. But y'all want you to understand the relationship that we have with our king. Because it's not like that. It doesn't mirror what we see in humans. Verse 16 in chapter 4 says, Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Boldly. It means I don't have to creep in and crawl in on my hands and knees. I don't have to keep my head down and, and all that kind of stuff. Now listen, I ain't saying you stand with an attitude before God. I'm not saying you stand there with a prideful nature before God. But you can come without worrying about the outcome of this event. You can come before Him and say, Father, I know Your Word. 
Your word says that I can come to you. And what it says after that is that you may obtain mercy. What? To help in a time of need. You see, He cares. And it's okay to come to Him because He's inviting your presence. Come on in, son. Come on in, daughter. Tell me what you need. Now listen, if He is desiring for us to come to Him, there ought to be something on our side that desires His presence to be with us. Y'all, I want Him around me. Man, I want Him him going before me. I I can't see around the corner ahead. I can't see what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know somebody who does. He is my King. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He's my Healer. He's my Redeemer. He's my Provider. He is everything to me. He's my Counselor. He's the Prince of Peace. You need peace? Call on Him. Huh? You need healing? You call on Him. You need provision in your life? Call on Him. You need joy? Guess what? There's joy in His presence. Hmm? Y'all, I've had many times in my life that I was in a place that I didn't like. I was in a situation that I didn't care for. There's been times in my life that I was in a place that I might have even been fearful. But I can call on His name. Oh, listen. I can call on His name. And He is faithful. Oh my goodness, He's faithful. (laughs) Y'all, you don't understand how faithful He is. If you ain't ever called on Him in a time of need, you don't understand how faithful my God is. My God will show up when nobody else will. He is there with me when everybody else has left. You hear me? In the dark of the night when nobody else is awake, I can call on Him and He is there with me. I don't even have to explain myself. He says, I know. I just say, Jesus. How many times have y'all almost been in a wreck and and you cried out, Jesus, help me. He's there. You didn't have to say, Lord, you see, this truck is coming toward me at, at 75 miles an hour. I'm traveling at 75 miles an hour. He crossed the line, and, and I don't know what I'm going to do in the next three seconds. You don't have to explain it to you. He knows your situation. You call on His name, and He is there with you. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Listen, <laughs> you hear me, church? Listen. There's got to be a praise in our mouth for our God. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day His salvation. You see, He didn't save me for one day. He didn't save me for one year. It's eternal. I don't know how to do anything that lasts all of eternity.
Y'all ever set out to build something? And you said, you know what, I want this thing to be there for a while. I don't want to have to come back and rebuild this two or three years. I want this thing to last. What do you do in that situation? You say, you know what, I'm going to do the very best I can. I ain't going to use cheap products. I'm going to put good stuff in it. I'm going to do what I can to seal it from the weather so that the weather can't harm it. What is your expectation? Are you expecting that it's going to last all of eternity? You can't. (laughs) You can't. Most of the stuff we build today, man, we're lucky to get 40, 50 years out of it. Right? And that's, that's good. We're thinking, man, we've done what we could and it's going to last. My kids are going to get to see this. Their kids are going to probably see it. But in the back of your mind, there's some expectation. This ain't going to last forever. But y'all, when God saved me, I know this is a long drawn out illustration, but when God saved me, listen, there is no expectation that that's going to run out. There's no expectation that His power is going to diminish and there's a point in time that I can't see yet that it's not going to work anymore. Oh, listen to me. There's no expectation in me that when I call on His name that somehow, well, I know I used to do that, Kevin, but we don't really do that anymore. No. You see, He is eternal. When He does something, the Word says that who the Son has set free is free indeed. Meaning there ain't no stipulations in it. There ain't no backtracking and rethinking this thing. We think of people that get put in prison. You get sentenced to life in prison. Well, that's pretty final. But you know, there's been a lot of people exonerated. All of a sudden, there's new hope. Right? Well, you flip the coin. I ain't got to worry about somehow somebody coming and taking back what God has done. And y'all, I know this might seem like it's a little bit off on a tangent, but I want you to know that the, the blessings of God are sure. The blessings of God are eternal. His promises are, are perfect and, and worthy of being trusted. And so when I call on His name, listen, He's worthy to be praised. That's what I'm trying to get at. And I shouldn't let circumstances in my life diminish the glory of Him. But that's what happens. They cloud my judgment. I begin to examine Him through my eyes. In view of my circumstances. Y'all understand that my life has no impact on who God is? Huh? (laughs) we got to get that in our head. Because we often look at Him through our own understanding. Hear me now, church. Listen, see, this is where we often lose sight of it because God's character does not rely on my understanding. God's character does not rely on my promises. You see, what I think about God doesn't have anything to do with who He is. Huh? Just because I might misunderstand something doesn't change Him. He is the same. 
He doesn't change. I'm telling you that. I know it might seem kind of crazy. I'm telling you that because it don't matter what you are going through. It don't matter what you've seen other people endure around you. He has not changed. Your circumstances don't dictate His reaction. Huh? Let me give you a little example to drive that home to you real quick. I like Brother Tim. I love him. He's my brother. But I guarantee y'all, if Brother Tim come in here and punch me in the face, it's going to change my attitude about Brother Tim real quick. <laughs> y'all understand what I'm saying? Brother Tim can change my attitude. Brother Tim, his circumstances can impact how I react and how I feel. That does not happen with God. Praise God for that. Listen, why is that worth? Why do I need to praise God for that? Have y'all ever done God wrong? Oh, let me count the ways. Have you ever failed God? Have you ever sinned against God? Y'all, that's pretty personal stuff. We may say, well, God don't take it personal. Y'all, that's pretty personal stuff. But it don't change the way He looks at you. It don't change the way He deals with you. I want you to understand the same grace that was there when you received Jesus as your Savior, the same grace is there after. It's more than you need. That's all you need to know. More than you need. There is a reason to praise God for His salvation from day to day, that Word says. Every day is a reason to praise Him and to desire His presence in my life. Y'all, I can't get by without it. I can't get by without the presence of God in my life. I've been there a time or two and it's miserable. You say, well... Thought you said he'll never leave you. Oh, he didn't. But I sure felt like it because of my own sin. He was still standing there waiting for me to repent. But y'all, there's a difference in that kind of presence and the kind of presence you feel when you seek him and invite him to come in. You see, there's, there's a difference, man. You see, I can be at your house looking in your window and that ain't the same thing as if I show up and you say, come on in. It's not the same. I'm, I'm still at your house, but it's a little awkward, ain't it? <laughs> I'm standing there looking at you from the outside saying, hey, what you eat for dinner? But when I'm invited in and I come in and, and you say, come on in, brother, sit down and let's eat. It's different, ain't it? <laughs> and when I, y'all, we're going to have communion here in a minute. You listen. When I invite him in and say, Father, come in and just commune with me. Just fellowship with me, Lord. I want your presence here. Oh, son, let me tell you, he will come in and it'll be pleasant. It'll be joyful. It'll be peaceful. 